Looking for a CAD CAM software but don't know where to start? In this exchange, we discuss what questions to ask and what to consider when looking for a solution. And to help answer the question, are you ready? When it comes to researching CAD CAM solutions, there are a lot of options out there and there are many factors to consider before making a purchase. If you're not asking the right questions, taking the time to investigate your options, and taking a deep look at your requirements, not only now, but in the future, you could end up going down a path that could leave you with underperforming software, lost quality, increased labor, and lost business. From Microvelm Software, this is Exchange, where we discuss all things woodworking in Microvelm so you can streamline the way you work to maximize your efforts and your profits. I'm James Drury, and in this episode, RJ and I sit down with Jennifer Griffin of Mission Bell and Tim Skullman and Brent Morris of Microvelm to discuss what goes into finding the right CAD CAM software. Jennifer is the senior developer for Mission Bell and brings a lot of knowledge and experience when it comes to CAD CAM software. She's had a lot of experience developing libraries, training new users, and working across multiple shops. Tim, a Microvelm Regional Account Manager for Canada, has spent over two decades in the woodworking industry and has helped companies across the US and Canada with custom development, training, and implementing Microvelm. Tim has pretty much seen it all. Brent has just relocated from Australia to Oregon to take on the role of Microvelm's Technical Services Manager. Brent comes with an extensive knowledge of the software from being a user to training and implementing, all the way through creating tool files for automated machinery. Here's our discussion on things to consider when making an investment into CAD CAM software. I'd like to welcome you all to today's podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Before we jump right into things, I would like to take just a brief uh, few minutes to have everybody introduce themselves and let our audience know who they are and what they do. So Jennifer, why don't we go ahead and uh, get started with you? Perfect. I'm Jennifer Giffen. I started in the woodwork industry about 13 years ago. I have no background in the woodworking industry. I was lucky enough to get a job in my hometown. Gentleman took a chance on me. I did know Microsoft Excel. He used a program called Microvellum, which I was very unfamiliar with. And he sat me down and he asked me to start developing his library and be ever so careful not to delete it because I would lose my job. So I started jumping into it, developing, and I got a real strong passion for it. And 13 years later, I'm currently with Mission Bell as their senior developer and having a really great time with it. Working with Microvellum, they've made leaps and bounds with their software. And I think it's the only one that I'd ever really like to work with. Well, thank you for that, Jennifer. Appreciate you being here. Tim, why don't we have you go next? Yeah, thanks, James. Uh, Tim Skolman. I'm an account manager in uh, Canada. Um, and I started with the software about 20 years ago uh, as a customer. Uh, and then I uh, worked as an integrator uh, for Microvellum uh, about 15 years ago and uh, did a little bit of early training with Jennifer, actually, uh, and uh, have been working with our customers primarily in Canada ever since. All right. Well, Thanks, Tim. Uh, Brent, I don't mean to leave you last, but would you uh, please take a few moments to introduce yourself? Sure thing. G'day. I'm, I'm Brent. I've been in the industry for about 18 years. I was on the tools 
for six years running CNC machines, been implementing microvellum for 12 years, and now I'm the technical services manager. Great. Glad to have you here. Glad to have everybody here. Today, we're going to be talking about what to consider when investing in CAD CAM software. It's no doubt that making this decision can be overwhelming. And if you're not asking the right questions, you could be leading yourself down a path of potentially no return, or at least maybe one that you might regret and need to backtrack a little bit. So we're going to go through uh, what companies should be thinking about when considering to invest in a CAD CAM software. And what I'd like to do first is kind of identify some of the problems. So to get started, I thought I'd ask the question, you know, what are some of the challenges that companies in the woodworking industry uh, face that may lead a company to begin researching uh, into CAD CAM software? Um, I could remark on that one for you a little bit. Um, whenever you're in your company and let's just say that you're making a table and you have four legs and you want them all to be the same size. If you go through different processes, if you have one person designing it, putting a drawing down, the next person sends it to a different machine. Let's say they pick the wrong two legs to the table and all of a sudden now you have two processes going out to be machine. You have two legs that are one leg, two legs that are another length. So maybe if you just started off with one simple software, it would eliminate all of that. Yeah, I think a lot of times uh, when we see some customers, uh, maybe they got into woodwork manufacture, maybe got uh, into a CNC and thought they would use the software that was on the machine in order to do some of their programming. And and that'll work um, to some level. But uh, a lot of times what I see is that then you have an operator who's working out on the machine and the machine's sitting idle while, um, while the operator is uh, doing their programming and spending a lot of time doing it and uh, looking at a software like Microvellum allows you to kind of streamline that process and uh, move that into the office and have that machine running uh, 100% of the time. Tim, I liked what you had to say there and Jennifer as well, just kind of with the maybe different processes, maybe you've got, as Jennifer mentioned, one software to do this, or maybe it's going through multiple hands to get there. And Tim, as you were saying too, maybe it's the software that came with the machine right? There are a lot of different processes that could go into that. So with those varying processes, what are some of the problems that might come up from having such a chaotic procedure? Well, I've seen it a few times where, you know, one person reads the set of plans and interprets what they do. And then the next person reinterprets those plans. So all of a sudden you've got an increased risk of human error and double handling. Yeah, a lot of redundancy and work, right? And definitely, you know, the more hands it goes through, the greater the chance of mistakes and errors to come out and go through the shop floor and you know, potentially into the installation process. I can speak a little bit more on the like coming from a place where we were looking to to have software. I started, I was kind of thrown into into the mix, into the deep end, right? Here's microvellum. So we didn't really think about what's a better software, what are our options with different software that are out there. But one thing that you know we were always working on was the different programs or applications that we were using to try to kind of refine that process. You know, one thing that we were always talking about is how many things can we do in Microvellum in this CAD CAM software to eliminate some of the other apps and programs that we're constantly opening up and whether it be, you know, creating a drawing in one or even, you know, a takeoff in, in one software. That was a big thing too, is, you know, we were constantly doing takeoffs in one software and then trying to, 
get a job done. And in microvellum, where you know a lot of that information just doesn't really translate. So having one software that can do both, that was a big thing for us. Yeah, that was kind of a similar process from the company I came from. And RJ, you and I have had many discussions on that, but for everybody else on the on this podcast right now. So kind of similar. I knew AutoCAD, eh, kind of. I took a couple courses in, in high school and that was about it. So I, I knew how to draw lines. I knew how to annotate and dimension. Um, but when I came in from the shop, you know, we we were transitioning from AutoCAD to Microbellum. So there was kind of that awkward little transition where we were still putting out shop drawings in in AutoCAD and Microbellum. Um, kind of a mesh of the two. But when it came to like the work orders, uh, our drawings were still going to another person in the company who was hand writing cut lists. And then that would go out to the table saw and then to the offline vertical boring machine. I mean, a lot of manual processes involved with that. And then microvellum, as we got more comfortable with that, we started producing our cut lists with that, which saved a lot of time, still doing that manual process. But eventually we upgraded and we got a CNC. And that whole thing just, you know, blew us, you know, wide open. I mean, we were able to get projects that we never even dreamed of before. And that was, you know, great to be able to simplify a lot of that through one software and streamline our, our whole process. So I want to I want to transition here if we can. Um, and going kind of like what I just had said and what others have said as well, you know, being able to go from, you know, maybe the different uh, software applications or different processes into a streamlined thing. How, if I'm a manager of a company or maybe the owner of a company, how do I know if my company is ready for a CAD CAM software? I would say that if any company is in, in interested in investing in repeatable automation, that they should start looking into softwares. May it be Cabinet Vision, may it be Microvellum. But I think the key is that you know experts don't build everything by hand. We need a little bit of help and to streamline and to get your shop at its full capacity and eliminate as many errors as you can. Investing in that software and investing as well in your employees to make sure that the software turns, it's a, it's a big key in making sure that you're successful and you get a good bang for your buck. Sure. You know what? I'm curious, Tim. I mean, I know you have a lot of experience dealing with a bunch of different customers. What are some of the things that, that you find, you know, kind of holding people up before, you know, they're actually ready to press that, you know, press that button and say go and, and make that purchase? You know, what are some of the hangups that you come across? Yeah, I think um, a lot of times people just don't necessarily think through that whole process of, you know, where where are they really wanting to go with their company? Um, you know, if uh, if somebody is doing some woodwork in their garage and that's where they want to stay forever, uh, probably can, you know, finish off the podcast and uh, pick up the next one. But uh, I think anybody else who's really thinking about, you know, what's that future going to be for me? You know, am I going to add CNC in the future? Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, am I going to increase my workflow and, you know, 
maybe hire some more people and continue to grow my business. Uh, those are the people that really, they want to think through what does that long-term uh, growth look like? Yeah, you can start with AutoCAD, you know, just, just doing some shop drawings and that kind of thing. But when you think through that whole process of, you know, where am I headed with this company? That's really when uh, looking into uh, a solution that's going to grow with your company um, is, is going to benefit you for the long haul. You know, Tim, you said something there that, that interested me. Um, you talked about, you know, if a company is ready to invest in also CNC machine, you know, if they don't have that now, that brings up an important question. We've been talking about CAD CAM software, right? So, right, we've we've got the CAD portion of it, right? And many companies who don't have that automated machinery can benefit from the CAD side of it. But when it comes to the CAM side of it, let's say I'm a company that doesn't have any kind of automated machinery why why would i need something different from what i'm used to well i would say anyone that wants to try and get their work done quicker needs some software if you're trying to get 10 hours of productivity down into eight hours of working time cad cam software that's the way to go so so companies don't need to necessarily have that automation in order to start researching into a CAD CAM software. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, definitely not. Instead of sitting there trying to figure out how to put this sheet of material on my panel saw and cut it as effectively as possible to maximize my yield, minimize my waste, why not get a software that can do it in a couple of minutes? Dozens of sheets programmed instead of me spending dozens of minutes to program the entire job that puts that time back in my pocket. hundred percent. I think we've, we, I think we've heard a few stories of some companies out there that are, they're using CAD CAM software right now with, without any kind of automation in the shop, going back to, to estimating and takeoffs, you know, what, what a great way to, to estimate a project, you know, by utilizing everything that, you know, software like Microbellum has with the extensive library and um, you know, the reports and the, job costing and quotes that you could provide or, or submit to your customer. And that would be, you know, I would think that would definitely be a reason to, to go ahead and think about purchasing that software. I mean, we have, I've heard stories of people that are very happy with just using the software without any kind of automation in the shop. And it's just the way to get started. Eventually that, that software will definitely lead to you getting a CNC machine or some type of automated machine in the shop to help streamline, streamline that process. I like yeah. what you said there, Tim, on doing the material takeoffs. That was a big part of us implementing when we were under the five companies at USAM. That helped tremendously. We just had our new guys come on that didn't know how to process through microvellum. And it's also like an educational tool to have them sit there and run the material takeoffs to understand what they were doing and just to get an insight as to, oh, this is how microvellum works. You know, you can stop at that point and say, okay, well, here's your materials, here's your hardware, and hand them the reports. And it comes out pretty amazing. But also, it's, it's a good teacher just starting at that point without processing past that. And it saves it a lot of time. 
Yeah, I think I've uh, I've seen a lot of uh, folks sitting, you know, in the back shop with a piece of graph paper and their pencil and, you know, going through and creating that cut list and, you know, going over to the next product and, you know, doing that. And I think that's where uh, drawing that product and seeing exactly how it comes together, that's where there's a huge benefit to um, getting all of that information directly into a cut list instead of having somebody, again, transpose that information and, you know, try and figure out, oh, how does that part go together and, you know, make sure that all the drawing details are all there. Well, if the the cut list is being generated right from that drawing. Um, all that information is there, and then you can provide all the details that you need on top of that. Well, if I only had that kind of information when I was working at a shop with no automation, just all the time that I spend making these cut lists, I felt like I was creating cut lists more than I was actually cutting out parts. Oh, you were that guy with the graph paper and the pencil? I was that guy. I mean, it was, it was, it was just me. So, you know, I, I had to do what I had to do. But yeah, yeah I had to get on my knees and be working on my assembly table, drawing that cabinet to see how I'm going to build it, figuring out how my parts are going to work. And boy, yeah, what a, what a time saver to have some kind of software to do that for you. And then how much fewer mistakes were you making from that? Because I did the same thing as an apprentice. And let's just say I was lucky to have a job. Yeah. How many sheets of material are you going through before you find out? <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> or wait a second. Yeah, no, that size wasn't right. Let's let's start again. Oh, and then I think, you know, Jennifer, and I think you and I were talking about this too, which is the availability of material nowadays. I mean, maybe not something you can really afford to do to generate a cut list by hand and then hope that your math was right. And then next thing you know that you just wasted like five sheets of material and you got to reorder it and oh, whoops, lead time and out of stock, <laughs> scramble. Yeah. So I think we all know how that goes. Yeah, I think uh, for a number of customers, I can think of over the last couple of years who you know just got started with the the cut list and you know uh, some optimization, maybe uh, sliding table saw that sort of thing, and how quickly uh, for themselves they saw themselves grow uh, into the point where yeah, the software is paid for itself now. A machine's going to pay for itself, and I need to jump you know right ahead and and move into that CNC, and so. Um, that's something that you know taking this as a step um in that process as well um really makes that a whole lot easier once you have that uh, design completed your cut list is completed basically the cnc programs are ready for the machine at that point as well so if you are headed in that direction there's a huge uh, advantage to kind of starting in that direction if i'm a company owner and i'm thinking of purchasing a cad cam software i mean we've already kind of discussed some of the benefits what questions should companies be asking of the software that they are looking into? With my experience with Microvellum and our company, um, the key was to find the software that would work with the machines that we had on the floor. The shop was existing. We were just upgrading to a program that would say, okay, let's build everything from one point and just keep moving down the line in the same software. So that was the key for us is to make sure that the machines were supported by the software. Yeah, I was, I was thinking it would definitely be important to, to find out if I'm ready to buy a software and I'm talking to a bunch of different companies about the software, I want to be confident in that purchase. I want to know that basically whenever you buy something, right, especially with some kind of CAD CAM software, you might run into some things that you don't know, especially if you're unfamiliar, if your first piece of software. So I would think understanding that they're going to kind of be there with you along that journey to, to learn the software, to make sure that it's actually going to benefit your company. I would want to make sure that I have that confidence within that software company to, to provide that for me if I'm going to go ahead and make that purchase. I think that would be a big, big one for me. So establishing a relationship with that company. Yeah, that would be a big one. Jennifer, maybe you can speak to that too. And just as far as, you know, I know you've had a long standing relationship with Microvellum. Um, you know, how important would you feel that is to, 
to a company to think about buying a software. I, that, that was the reason why I was hired on to my first company. Um, the employees at the company, they were not familiar at all with Microvellum. And the biggest thing was there was no one there to train them. Now we're talking 13 years ago, whenever Microvellum was under different ownership, but coming into it now with where Microvellum is and the support that they give and just coming through and looking at their website and going to their forum, reading questions, talking to other individuals. Um, there's a lot of support through Microvellum. There's a lot of communication through Microvellum. And I think that the direction that they're going is is remarkable. There might be other companies out there as well that are doing the same thing. But anytime that I would ever have an issue or any of my coworkers would have issues, there was always a solution. And that is very much so a big key to all of this because whenever we first started, we were almost turned away from Microvellum just because the support wasn't there. So I've, I've lived through that part of it, experienced it. Um, and I think that's what has given me the drive to learn more and understand more and to become more part of the community with Microvellum. I can attest to that as well. And, you know, just the, the support, you mentioned the, the community and the forums. I mean, that was such a resource for me. Uh, I know for probably everybody else who's on this uh, podcast as well. So definitely an, an excellent resource to look into. But, uh, you know, as far as, you know, the questions that they should be asking, you know, one of the things that comes to my mind is, am I going to have to change my processes, you know, dramatically from what I'm used to? And so, Tim, I'd like to ask this question. I know, you you know, being an account manager, you've, you've probably seen quite a bit. What have you seen in, in terms of that? Yeah, I think that's uh, definitely one of the things that uh, when I think back to when we were uh, a customer looking for the software solution, um, you know, we we built custom cabinets and had some very specific requirements around, you know, what we wanted to be able to do with that software. Uh, and that was really one of the limiting factors for a lot of different softwares, you know, scratched them off the list right away was, you know, uh, you can build cabinets like this uh and you know you can you can customize your library as long as it fits inside of you know these three categories and that sort of thing and that's that's really the um the thing that we saw and so i think that's important when when you're looking at um you know what's the business today and what's the business going to be in the future you know is this software going to allow us the flexibility i i talk to folks pretty regularly who you know get started with something uh and maybe it's a simple uh software whether it came with the machine or or something like that. Um, but, you know, it, it gets them going and uh, it works, but they reach a point where they're just not able to do what they need to do to address their customers' needs. And um, that's really something that we're seeing a lot with our customers is, you know, architects and designers and uh, homeowners, you know, have uh, great ideas that need to get executed inside of uh, wood workshops and uh, having a software that allows them to do that without limitations is really something that uh, is important. And, and that brings up kind of going back to the very beginning of our conversation when we talked about multiple softwares, right? If you have a software that is great at producing cabinets, but maybe not so great at producing those custom pieces, like you mentioned with architects, homeowners, designers coming up with crazy off the wall ideas and concepts, you've probably got another software to handle that. And so, I think that's a very important question to ask. As you mentioned, you know, our process is this now, what could it be in the future? And, you know, I think another question that companies should be asking is, you know, are we content with maybe staying in this market or, 
you know, are we looking to grow? And, you know, and then, and then with that, you know, with all software comes the, the, the problem that a lot of companies face, which is finding the right people to work uh, with it. And I'm sure Tim, you've, you've probably been asked that question a lot is, okay, if I get Microbellum, you know, where can I find the people to, to use it? What has your uh, experience been on that end? Yeah, so I think a lot of times uh, when companies say, yeah, we're, you know, we need somebody to work in the software, uh, really one of the important things is kind of understanding the process in the shop because that's really what they're designing for. And so when someone's, you know, working through uh, designing a product for the shop floor, um, really understanding, you know, how the thing goes together and, and how's that going to work uh, through the shop floor. And I think, James, that was that was kind of your background as you came up from the shop floor. And um, I think, Jennifer, you came into the industry without a background, but had a good understanding of kind of design and uh, putting things together. And, and that's how uh, uh, really seeing that and understanding how that's going to flow through the shop is uh, important because you're designing for that whole process. Right. And I think, you know, you, you brought up a very important um topic right there too is that you don't have to necessarily go out and find people with the microvellum credentials right or with whatever software uh, solution you you choose you can train them develop them uh the company i came from when i was managing our department i found that the best guys that i had working for me actually all came from the shop um so it always seemed like as soon as there was somebody out in the shop that, you know, kind of piqued my, my interest of, okay, this, this guy seems like he could probably pick up the computer side of it. He's, he's already got the the mechanical side, right? He's got that 3d thinking capability. Let's bring him in and, and teach him the software. Um, you know, I've had others that have come in, you know, with no experience in, in the software, but, maybe had a little bit of AutoCAD or maybe a little bit of Excel and they were able to do well as, you know, in the software uh, at the same time. So, you know, there, there are many different avenues that companies can go down to bring up, you know, skilled workers, not necessarily always having to find the skilled workers to, to do that. But I would say, I think probably one of the draws to finding people with, that experience would have to be with the time frame of implementing the software. So I'd like to ask, you know, you know, as I'm thinking, if I'm a, a company owner or a manager and I'm looking at software, I want to know how long is it going to take to implement this? And I'd like to kind of get y'all's feedback on your experience implementing the software and, and the time frame there. Yeah, I'd like to hear, I know, Jennifer, you work with a lot of people, a lot of different people using the software. I, I think it would be great to hear kind of how you put together some type of pro, you know, program or process to, to help everybody you know, learn how to use Microbellum the best way. Yeah. And like you said, you don't need to have great experience to run Microbellum. It's a pretty user-friendly software. Um, I would say that if you have a background in AutoCAD, you're going to pick it up quicker than the person that wouldn't have that kind of experience. Um, I could successfully say that I could train a person in Microvellum to release a cabinet and understand what he was doing in probably three weeks. Now, that's after you have it set up. Um, setting up Microvellum, uh, that's a tough one. Um, it just depends what kind of equipment you have. If you have the software ready to back what you're 
your um, that software, but your hardware, if you have your hardware ready to back what you're putting in there, because there is a lot that goes in with switching over to an automated system like Microvellum, you need to have your server set up, you need to have that IT support. So with saying from start to finish, how long would it take to set up Microvellum? I don't think that I'm a good one at answering that, but once you have it on your system and you're ready to get your guys on board and have them start moving the mouse around and understand what Microvellum is, um, honestly, I think that with the training from the, the Microvellum provides the week-long training, you guys will be able to pick it up and absolutely run successfully in the beginning within two to three weeks, and then they'd be able to ready to train someone within two months. I think that they could pull someone in and educate them on what they know. It's a very user-friendly software. I don't think that anybody should be afraid to implement it or look at their employees and say, oh, well, they won't be able to do this. Um, like I said before, there's enough help with Microvellum and the support with Microvellum that you could get it running pretty, pretty quickly and get your shop very efficient. I'm wondering, Jennifer, how many people that, that you've worked with had like zero experience with, with AutoCAD or Excel or just really had no idea with even like, you know, working with any kind of software? I'm, I'm just, uh, with, like USAM, with USAM, whenever COVID did hit, it became a pretty scarce market. People did not want to work. So to find help was really, really tough. And the, those that did want to work, you knew they had the ambition. So my boss would always call me and be like, hey, I got you a rock star. I'm like, so they know Microvellum? He's like, they don't know anything. I'm like, oh my gosh, why do you do this to me? But then sitting down and talking to them and walking through how Microvellum works, you know, I think the wizard in Microvellum is a very powerful tool because you take out all the guesswork and you basically lay out the keys in front of them and you just show them this, you start here and then you just keep picking away at it and it builds you exactly what you want to see. So the, the people with no experience, I've Honestly, I've had no problems with any of them. They pick it up real fast. And then I look really smart too when they bring in new people because they're like, how do you know all this? So it makes me feel good as well. But honestly, training in Microvellum has never been an issue. And I enjoy bringing on the new people just because it's fresh and they can look at something that I did on my design end and they could say, well, you know, they give me feedback that helps me build my products better and set up my wizard better because we're not all on the same page in the book. You know, I'm three pages ahead of someone else and my words don't make sense. So it's a good grounding as well when you do get someone that has no experience. I think uh, one of the things that, you know, companies need to think about when they're looking at uh, automation and software and that sort of thing is really understanding their process. Um, you know, when we when we got started with the software and I've worked with other companies as well that really sat down, you know, before they open the box on the software, you know, how do we actually, how are we actually going to build a box? Uh, you know, as simple as that sounds, it's amazing when you have a shop that's not automated, um, how many different ways there are to, you know, put the thing together and how many people have an opinion on that. And so, you know, getting gathering everybody in a room, uh, understanding, you know, this is the way we're going to build casework. You know, microvellum is going to flex, be flexible to whatever way you want that to be. But you all do have to agree, and you'll have consistent product and uh, a consistent construction method that everybody can understand and train on as you work through the shop. So I think when we're talking about, you know, what are some things that we need to think about when we're talking about an automation, a CAD CAM software? I think that's something that um, really thinking through, you know, what's that process going to be? And then um, another one would be, you know, who's going to do that work? Like who's going to be my primary microvellum user? You know, who's going to have uh, 
the time to dedicate to um, be trained and um, get things going and, and train additional users and, and all that sort of thing. If you, you know, if you're a, a full out um, busy shop and you're looking to implement software, it certainly can be done, but you need to make sure that you're allocating the resources and, you know, bringing on resources if need be and using the services that are available from our microbellum team uh, to support that and, and really um, get that implementation running for you so that you can see the benefits there. Yeah, I, I would agree. And in our, our first uh, podcast that we did, we had Craig Snee on. And one of the things that he brought up was, you know, if you're a company, you've got your accounting department, right? And that accounting department is responsible for all the dollars in and dollars out. And so you're not just going to hire anybody off the street to come in and run your accounting department. And you're not just going to have any kind of software to run your accounting department. You want to make sure that all the data is correct in there, that you've taken the time to get it all set up and that you have that, as you mentioned, that dedicated person who's going to be in charge of that. And I think that's an important part too, is, is if you don't have that, that person set up, it is going to be chaos because anybody could get in and just decide, oh, well, I'm going to make this change because that's a change I always make and everybody else can benefit from it. And somebody else is going to do the same thing. And next thing you know, your, your library is just kind of you know, <laughs> blown up and not really what, what it was intended for. So I think, you know, having that, that dedicated person and the person in charge is a key part of this whole process. And I'm pretty sure most companies probably have that, at least when they're um, beginning to look into should we get a CAD CAM software, right? They're probably part of the whole research process and have narrowed it down to a few different selections. So hopefully they have those those people uh, in their company. But if not, I think that's definitely a great point to bring up is that, you know, it is important to have that person there. So maybe on your uh, things you should be asking your software company is, is there limitations that uh, can lock people from, you know, <laughs> screwing up your library <laughs> so you don't have to fire them as, you know, <laughs> what's Jennifer's option. And then that's a very good point you bring up too, because Microrealm is really good about permissions, user permissions. If you do have that beginner user, you set them up with what they need adequately to get their jobs done and they can't go in and save anything back to the library. So that is one of my favorite things too about Microvellum is how the permissions are set up. And if you are the administrator to that account, you're the only one that can get fired for deleting things. So Microvellum is a very safe way to go if you are thinking about you know, switching to an automated software and understanding that, yeah, we can lock out the people that we don't want to be in there. So again, it's very, very safe with what the, what you guys have for the employee permissions. Yeah. Especially if you're bringing in somebody who knows nothing about the software, right? <laughs> exactly. So, all right. Um, so I just want to kind of reiterate again on, on the questions that companies should be asking. So like we, we talked about machine connectivity, can this connect to all the different machines that I have? We talked about, you know, is it going to meet the needs of the company now? And in the future, um, we, we talked about to, you know, the permissions, um, the right skilled people, how to find those or how to train them. Uh, I think those are all very valid points. So um, I don't know if there are any others. Brent, we haven't heard from you in, in quite a minute. I don't know if you have anything to add. Uh, to this with your experience yeah well, the only other thing i can think of is 
can it create those drawings that I need? Can it relay the information, not just to the guys on the floor that understand, or I hope they understand what a shop drawing looks like, but what are about our, my own customer, Mr. and Mrs. Smith that I'm trying to sell the kitchen to? Is it simple enough or can I create simple enough drawings for them? What about the designer or the architect? You know, all these people, do I need to create half a dozen set of drawings for half a dozen people or can I create one set of drawings that works for everyone? No, that is a great point and surprised that that wasn't really the, the first response out of the door. I, I love that too, because I think that's really an important part for a lot of companies. A lot of companies want to do things their way, right? And mm -hmm. getting into certain softwares, you could find yourself having to deviate from that and changing your whole process, not being able to tailor it to your needs. Makes me, makes me think about something we were talking about in one of the earlier podcasts, right? Where everybody's building a box, right? We're all just building a box. It's just a cabinet. But again, everybody has their own way. They want to do it. They want to set their self apart from the other shop down the street. So is the software that I'm going to purchase going to allow me to do that? I think that's, that's super important to find out if you're going to be one of the shops that you say, you know, my product is way better than your product because I build it this way. Well, you don't want to be limited by, by the software that you're using. Yeah. And I, I find that true too on the, on the drawing aspect, going back to that too, and not just we build our boxes, maybe slightly different from the cabinet shop down the street. But my goal when I was overseeing the engineering and drafting department was I wanted our drawings to stand out above our competition and to have them detailed, clean, accurate and reduce the amount of questions that came from it right and also so that when we send our drawings off to the general contractors and architects that they they could tell a difference between our shop and anybody else and there were times when you know a, a project was going on and the current company that, that they had contracted to do the work for them uh, were either not producing it fast enough, maybe and increase their workload so much that now this has been put on the back burner. And we had to come in behind the scenes and finish the job for them. And a lot of times when that happened, the contractor would send us the shop drawings from that company to kind of work from and help speed us up. And there were several that I remember that they were different companies, but the shop drawings all looked the exact same. And I, maybe, maybe there's some pros to that, but at least with what I saw, it wasn't. There wasn't enough detail. They were very lackadaisical on, on, on the information that was provided. It just, they weren't impressive and didn't provide enough information for us. Like going back through and having to duplicate that work on, our, on Mike Vellum was kind of a pain because there were a lot of questions that had to come up because so much of that detail was missing. That makes me think just, you know, hearing Brent talking about shop drawings, hearing you guys talking about shop drawings, you know, it just, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but beep, beep. There was a, you know, some of our shop drawings that we were able to produce with Microbellum, um, you know, they were actually used in architectural drawings. So we had a project that there was actually like six or seven kind of typical healthcare facilities that, that we were working on. And, you know, in the first one we were awarded with and we got the second one. And next thing you know, it was like the third and the fourth and the fifth projects that were going on, the architects start sending these shop drawings for us to bid on. And we're looking at them. We're like, wait a second. 
all the all the architectural is this, this millwork looks like this is ours like we did this so they actually used the shop drawings that we created put them into their architecturals and it made our shop drawings super easy once we got awarded that job that, that was really nice we were able to just like kind of take little screenshots of their plans and say okay here you go shop drawings done <laughs> submitted next thing you know get them signed and approved and into production but yeah so as far as detailed shop drawings and quality shop drawings yeah, that's definitely something that Microvelm can absolutely provide. All right. So now that we've we've gone through, we we've figured out the questions that companies should be asking. Maybe they've they've already selected the software they want. Tim and Brent, uh, maybe in your shared experiences, you can answer this question. But what should companies do to ensure a proper implementation? Well, first thing I'm going to say is embrace it. Be ready and prepared for the change. Don't just fall back into your old methods because you've taken an investment in your company to improve things. So don't fall back into the old way because it's familiar. It's not going to be easy. It's not a benefit. You've looked into a different CAD cam, a different software solution for a reason. So even though initially it will take longer to produce out the first job that you do, you're just going to get quicker and quicker and it won't take you very long until your new CAD CAM software, it's doing everything that you were doing and more in a shorter time frame. Yeah, I think uh, one of the important things when you're implementing the software is to really lean on the expertise of the team that you've uh, invested with. Um, most companies should only be implementing one piece of software you know, for their wood uh, manufacturer in their business. And so they're not usually the experts on, you know, how to do that, what the best approach is, that sort of thing, but really look for some support and guidance from uh, the team that's going to help you do that implementation. You know, is there a team that's going to help you do that implementation? And do they have a clear uh, process and plan as far as how that's going to work out? And, you know, have they worked with you to to understand, you know, what the best schedule is and all that sort of thing, um, and then work with them and, you know, stick to it. Um, because it's, it's easy, as Brent said, to to go back to the old way. Uh, but, you know, as you work to the plan and stick to the plan, you'll see those results. Right. So that all goes back to building that relationship with the company that you're, that you're selecting. All right. So let's say that now I've, I've purchased the software, I've implemented it. What are some of the hurdles that companies may struggle to overcome after they've implemented the software? You guys want me to go first on this one? <laughs> um, honestly, my point of view, the struggles to overcome is just going to be making sure that your employees have the equipment that they need to make the software run. Um, I know that working with people, whenever you switch over the software and you come into it and you're told that it's going to be the best thing ever and it's going to be fast and you're going to increase your speed, then all of a sudden you go to draw a cabinet and it takes you 10 minutes. So one of the things I think that, that people really need to understand and very good resource on it is, you know, you've, you've implemented the software. Just make sure that the computers that you give your employees are equipped to handle the software that you've implemented. Step one, that's very important. Um, and then also just, you know, back your employees, let them know that, you know, you, there is help there for them if they need it. And Microvellum, again, has been extra strong with the support lately and they're blowing my socks off and everyone else as well. So. I don't know. One thing I can think of, I'm not sure if you guys would agree, but you know, maybe like temper your expectations a little bit, right? I mean, if this is something that you're going to purchase and you expect this is going to be the, the solution to all my problems in the shop this is going to fix everything. 
maybe there's, you know, something you want to maybe kind of dial it back a little bit and not expect everything to be just right the first week out of the gate, you know, like kind of what Brent was saying, you got to put in the effort, you got to understand it's going to take a little bit of time. It's going to take that training, but in the long run, it'll for sure pay off, but maybe, you know, at the beginning kind of lower expectations, you know, that way, you know, you don't get, um, you know, I don't know, you don't get frustrated or, or upset with, you know, that you're not getting everything that you were expecting. So maybe taking some baby steps towards making sawdust. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, I think that's a yeah, good way to say it. Yeah. Making sure that process is in place, you know, again, making sure that, you know, you've tested your process. I think that's also important. Some people or some companies might think, oh yeah, their process is great. It's working. And then all of a sudden here's a new software we've got to implement and we've got to train all our employees. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, maybe that process wasn't as good as I thought. So might be a good idea to maybe to kind of take those baby steps just at the beginning. One thing nice about Microvellum, though, whenever you do go with the, the Microvellum program and they come into your shop and you have them there for the week or two weeks, they're very diligent about making sure things work before they leave. So I, w- I wouldn't be so scared as to the, the software not working if you would choose Microvellum. Um, but yeah, take baby steps, make sure you run a couple tests. But mostly whenever we did implement the software and Microvellum was there to support us, it went seamlessly. I mean, we didn't really have any issues um, building the tool files, did an exceptional job with that to make sure that Microvellum did talk to the machines the way that they needed to. So, I, you know, honestly, through all my experiences with setting up Microvellum for the first time, I've never been worried or scared about it. Um, I know that they're going to come in, they're going to do their job, they're going to hook everything up right for us. And honestly, you guys don't leave until it's done right. So that's one good thing about Microvellum as well. Yeah. And I, to be honest, I wouldn't be so worried so much, you know, worried about the software. I'd be more concerned about the people that are, you know, <laughs> that I'm working alongside with using the software. So <laughs> when, when it comes to Microvellum and why someone might decide against purchasing uh, it as their solution, you know, it's often because of perceived barriers um, or perceived challenges, right? And so what what are maybe some of those perceived barriers and challenges that exist out there that, you know, I, I'd like to be able to address these and maybe hopefully put some of that to rest. What are some of those perceived issues? I know the biggest one that I hear all the time is the shop drawings through Microvellum that they can't produce a good enough shop drawing in a significant amount of time. Um, that's a that's a real big one that I hear out there. They're always looking for other softwares. If they're going to choose Microvellum, they're like, well, then we need a software to create our shop drawings. So I think that's one of the um, the things that I hear most of the time about the the software with Microvellum. Is is there something particular with the process that maybe they're doing that that would come up? I mean, you know, we we we've, we've all used the software to go from plan all the way to manufacturing, but for companies that do say, oh, it doesn't create shop drawings fast enough, what is it maybe about their processes that that is giving them that perception? And I think that's just it. I think there's a flaw in their process. If they would sit down and actually give Microvellum a chance and understand that you can develop your elevations, you can program whatever you want to see on those cabinets uh, whenever you're doing your drawings, I think it would open their eyes, but I just think that basically their process is what they're used to doing is throwing in a block, stretching it, making it the cabinet size, moving on to the next one, copy, paste, copy, paste. Um, as we know, there's no live sections with that. So not only are you, you know, going down the road of having errors in your shop drawings, 
whenever you do those blocks and put in your own sections. Microvellum, you create a wall, you throw in your cabinets, draw in 2D elevation, draw your sections. Everything is 100% is what you're pushing out to that shop. So I just think it would be a little bit more education on their part to understand that Microvellum can produce these shop drawings in a very short amount of time. And you, you touched on something there that I think is very important as well. And that's, you know, what you see is what you get, right? What you see is what you're putting out to the shop. And I've seen, you know, in other companies that draft maybe in, in let's say AutoCAD or another software and then engineer in something else. A lot of times, especially if you've got multiple draftsmen who are drawing things maybe based on some of their quirks or their preferences, you could get married into something that then is not standard for what your your company is wanting to produce, right? And now you got those drawings that have been stamped for approval and it comes back in like, man, this is not really how we want to build this. You know, you you kind of get stuck. So having that that live data from beginning to end, it's the elevation matches what's going on in the section and the section matches exactly what is going to go out to the shop. You know, you're killing two birds with with one stone, essentially, right? You're creating your drawings and all that manufacturing data behind it. It might be a little bit slower, but you're doing so much more in that process that's going to trickle down and speed up all the other processes. I'm curious, though, are there what what are some of the other um, perceived barriers out there? One thing I faced, you know, rock up to do some training with a new customer, and they seem to be a little bit worried that they've never touched AutoCAD before. And you don't need to. You don't need to have any kind of AutoCAD experience, really. I never touched AutoCAD before I worked for Microvellum. They asked me, do I know AutoCAD? And I just went, I've heard of it. And here we are. <laughs> so so that's, that's, what you're, that's, that's, that's the takeaway. As long as you've heard of AutoCAD, you're, you're good. <laughs> and, and I only heard of it in that interview. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but your trainer will show you what you need to know in AutoCAD. And it's only a minimal, minimal amount of AutoCAD skills that you need to get started. Some people will just stick with that and other people will get completely on board and go pretty nuts with their AutoCAD skills. And that's fine as well. But if you need to be a basic or advanced AutoCAD user, it's just going to come down to what you want to do with the software and how it fits into your business. All right. Kind of going back to the baby steps, right? Baby steps for learning the, the AutoCAD basics. And then, you know, as you get into it and, and again, something we haven't touched on either, are just some of the other advanced features that, can come with a, a different software package, right? You can get into the whole realm of 3D modeling and creating those, those crazy uh, designs that we had mentioned earlier. And so that's going to require, you know, advanced skill sets, but, you know, putting in the, the processes to start out with baby steps. And as Brent mentioned too, that falls on, on your training. Your trainer is going to make sure that, that you start at step one and work all the way through step 10 and not go from step one to step seven and you've missed out a, a big chunk. So yeah, going back to the training and those baby steps, I think are, are very important. Um, you know, and, and to, to your point too, uh, Brent, 
you know, being the, an AutoCAD guru, right? You don't need to be an AutoCAD guru. I know a familiar um, myth that I've heard is that you have to be an Excel guru. And Jennifer, I know that was kind of true in, in your case, um, but I don't know, RJ, I know that's kind of the complete opposite with you. Maybe you can <laughs> share a little bit on that. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was, to be honest, I was afraid of spreadsheets. <laughs> I was like, oh man, you know, use edit design data. Somebody, you know, as I was learning and showing me the different ways to get into the products and here's, here's part properties and you can see all your different parts and then here's edit design data. And I was like, no, 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 let's just go back to part properties. I had no experience with Excel. I didn't want to start messing around with spreadsheets, you know, but once you start getting into it, it's definitely not as complicated as it, as it may seem or as it looks. Um, you know, it's a great analogy that, you know, I was talking to somebody here just about, you know, the, the look of a spreadsheet is very familiar to, um, I would say, the woodworking industry, right? Somebody that's been, you know, creating cut lists by hand. It's kind of a similar feel. It's, you know, it's a list. It's, you got your, your part sizes, you got your names, you know, like widths, heights, and depths. So it's not something that, you know, should scare you. Um, you know, it definitely took a little bit of time for me to get familiar with it, but no Excel experience at the beginning, no AutoCAD experience. And I was still able to produce some quality shop drawings and process some work orders and get a lot of projects completed. On the flip side of that, I think, you know, the fact that it is Excel based um, because a lot of our users come from a, you know, cut listing background or that sort of thing. Maybe they're doing some basic, you know, with minus two sides uh, sort of math. And, you know, a lot of them have a little bit of a, a spreadsheet background. And I think that's uh, one of the great things about Microvellum is that um, it's using industry standard platforms like Excel and and AutoCAD. So, you know, can you find a user who's, you know, Microvellum in your town? Maybe not, but, you know, uh, an AutoCAD user, uh, an Excel user, those are, those are pretty standard, um, across a variety of industries. And so that, you know, I look at that as, as an advantage, uh, of not having a, a proprietary new language that I have to learn in order to get in and, and customize products. You know, as we're, as we're talking about the different perceived barriers, another one that we've, we've kind of touched on earlier in the conversation was, you know, implementation, another, kind of rumor that gets flown out there is that it takes too long. And Jennifer, as you brought up, you know, it should, it could only take you just a matter of weeks before you're up and running. Well, it could also take you maybe months or in worst case, maybe years. But I think a lot of that is going to come down to the extent in which you plan on using the software, right? I mean, if you're, you're looking to start making sawdust. I mean, it's going to start making sawdust as quickly as you want it. If you're looking to extrapolate other data and be able to maybe integrate that with an ERP software, you know, there are some processes there that are going to take time. So I think it's important to understand that depending on how you plan on using the software is going to have a big impact on the implementation time. But um I mean, Tim, what are your thoughts on on that? What are your what's your experience there? Yeah, I think really understanding what that uh, process is. You know, if you're if you're a huge manufacturer who's uh, has a fully automated system and you're trying to replace a static, you know, ERP with something more uh, parametric and customized, that's kind of the position we were in as a company. And so we took uh, a fair bit of time. We did take months to do the implementation because we were going for full user adoption. Uh, you know, getting buy-in from everybody who was involved, and you know, getting things going the way that 
that was going to work and we were uh, tested and sure that, you know, nothing was going to interrupt our uh, production flow and uh, delivery to our customers. On the flip side, um, you know, as a new customer getting started, I just got a CNC and, you know, I need to get up and running. Uh, those, those implementations can go incredibly fast uh, for a small shop, you know, get up and going um, because, the library has so much data built in and the tool files are uh, set and configured. And so, you know, those, those scenarios we can, we can go. And I think that's the flexibility and understanding what that um, implementation requirement is, is really critical in, in whatever software uh, implementation that you're going through and what you're looking to achieve from it. You know, are you looking to achieve hundred percent of your production going through microvellum before you, you know, start using it at all? Uh, some companies, that's the right solution for them. For most, you know, okay, we're going to focus on this part of our business and and that's the area we're going to see the benefit in yeah, as quickly as possible. And then we're going to, you know, focus on this part of our business. And, and so really adapting that um, implementation timeline to what meets your business needs. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to speak to how other pieces of software handle it, but I know something that helped us a lot just to kind of get work out to the shop was just being able to process in different batches or even, you know, in the processing center to get in there and select the, the material, like stock material. That was a big thing for us. I mean, we always had some white metal, three quarter white metal and some quarter inch vinyl, some particle board on, you know, in stock. So those were, those were the parts that we were sending out in production first. And it helped out a lot being able to create those different batches and different work order releases to send to production while, you know, that way the guys in the shop aren't kind of twiddling their thumbs or coming into the office every half hour asking for, asking for the next cut list. Right. And I think the processing center, um, that whole thing is just fantastic in and of itself as well, just because through that one interface, depending on the different machines that you have set up for your company, you can assign parts, create code for all those machines in one process versus having to go to this software to put output to that machine and then go to this software to put out to that machine. I think, streamlining that process through the processing center, which we haven't even touched on in this whole conversation is, is a huge benefit. Yeah, true. You got a beam saw set up and you want to just cut straight rips or cleats out of that and then still send everything else to the nested base machine or something. But to have one work order that has both of those processing stations assigned, that's, that's very beneficial. Absolutely. And Brent's got a lot of experience when it comes to that. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So as we've gone through our discussion here, I'd like to know what are some ways that companies can avoid the also common regret of, I should have bought a more robust solution from the beginning. Coming from my background, they just need to start with microvellum and there will be no regrets and everything will just be perfect for them. Um, but no, seriously, um, I, I did get to work with Cabinet Vision a little bit, and there's limits to that and how you can develop your library in the Cabinet Vision. I mean, with microvellum, you don't have to just make wood with these with the program that you're given. I mean, you could basically you could do anything if you have the proper machine to cut the metal. You can program for any material. So if you're going to grow your company and you see yourself going down different revenues, if you want to start getting into glass cabinets and you know, intricate parts that require metal or plastics. I mean, you can do anything with microvellum. It's not just a box. I mean, that's where you guys start. So if you want to play it safe and build your box and get that on the floor and make your money that you can move on to better things, um, the growth with microvellum is absolutely 100% spot on. Yeah, I'd back that up with, um, 
you need to be asking yourself, am I going to outgrow this software? Or am I going to outgrow this solution that I'm looking at? Coming back to what Jennifer said, you may think I'm never going to do shaker doors. I'm never going to do glass cabinets. I'm just going to buy that in. But you might get to a point when your CNC is only working half a week. So you may be interested in making your own doors. Can the solution you're looking at handle it? Can, you, can the solution you're looking at handle the changes in staff that will inevitably happen? Again, going back to the different, the different direction or maybe the direction that you want your company to go to looking forward to the future. Are you looking to expand into different markets? I mean, you know, Microbellum also has the ability to uh, incorporate other products into the library. We've got, you know, a staircase library. We've got a toilet partition library. We've got office furniture. So it's not just, you know, box cabinets all the time. There are other things that could be created. And then, you know, looking at other features like the solid modeling tools, which then just open up the door for whatever you have that you can dream up. I mean, that that portion, in my opinion, the solid modeling tools, if that would have been available back when we purchased Microvellum at the company I came from back in like 2007, I think, I don't think there would have been any other discussion on what software to purchase because those tools themselves are worth their weight in gold. And those tools opened up the door for other products, for other markets. One of the things that we used to exclude from a lot of our bids were die walls, reception desks, and things like that, because they took too long to manually engineer and, and create. I mean, to have something that can do that on the automation side and on the CNC, man, that was such a game changer for us. It was so much faster once we were able to do that. And then the first thing I did was go to our estimators and, and say, look, I don't care what is in the job, include it in the bid. You know, one, one thing I'd like to say, James, is whoever is using Microvellum, any businesses out there that are using Microvellum that do not have solid modeling tools, you're doing yourself a disservice. It's it, it, like, James, you said, it, it's, it's worth its weight in gold. I mean, we would do die walls all the time, you know, die walls, reception desk, and we didn't have solid modeling tools. So that meant using... 2D part editor, creating radius parts, adding machining manually, and then coming on board here and getting to experience solid modeling tools and solid model analyzer. It's like, oh boy, if we only had that feature, <laughs> if we had that module added when I was, you know, building all these die walls and reception desks. And yeah, it's going to save a ton of time. It's going to save you a ton of money. Your design, just, you know, everything about it. It's, it's, it's worth it. Well, everybody, I, again, appreciate y'all being here, having this discussion. I'm sure uh, many people are going to find this very helpful in terms of what they need to consider when looking for a CAD CAM solution. And hopefully uh, we can, you know, start to see more people, you know, realize the full potential of what MicroRealm can do. I think, you know, a really important part of this discussion was, was being able to dispel those rumors, those myths, those perceived barriers, whatever you want to call them, I think was was very important. I do want to thank everybody for, for being here and, and participating in this. Thank you. I'm looking forward to meeting some of our listeners at IWF.
Yeah, thank you guys. It was really good having you on. It's great talking to everybody. It was a lot of fun getting to speak with you guys, talking with the minds behind the machine. So very grateful that you guys did ask me to be part of this. Well, you're very welcome, Jennifer. We appreciate you being here. It was such a joy to sit down with everyone and discuss this subject. Investing in software will have a significant impact on your business. It's important to lay out your priorities, your goals, and really do your research before making that investment. Hopefully after this discussion, you're better equipped to ask the right questions and make the decisions that will serve your company's needs and goals. Thanks for being here with us. There's more to come. Until then, learn, grow, exchange. If you enjoyed today's discussion, please like and subscribe and leave us some love in the comments. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media and join our open community forums and knowledge base at community.microbellum.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.